investigation of religion has sought to be grounded in a scientific empirical method. The reason for this is quite simple. Human activity is part of the phenomenal world. It is activity that is visible, subject to empirical analysis. Psychology may not be as concrete as biology, but human behavior in response to beliefs, urges, opinions, and so forth can be studied in accordance with the scientific method. To state it more simply, the study of religion is chiefly the study of a certain kind of human behavior, be it under the rubric of anthropology, sociology, or psychology. The study of theology, on the other hand, is the study of God. Religion is anthropocentric. Theology is theocentric. The difference between religion and theology is ultimately the difference between God and man. Hardly a small difference. Again, it is a difference of subject matter. The subject matter of theology proper is God. The subject matter of religion is man. A major objection to this simplification may arise immediately. Doesn't the study of theology involve the study of what human beings say about God? The study of Scripture We answer this question with one word, partially. We study theology in several ways. The first is by studying the Bible. Historically, the Bible was received by the Church as a normative depository of divine revelation. Its ultimate author was thought to be God Himself. This is why the Bible was called the Verbum Dei, Word of God, or the Vox Dei, Voice of God. It was considered to be a product of divine self-disclosure. The information contained within it comes not as a result of human empirical investigation or human speculation, but by supernatural revelation. It is called revelation because it comes from the mind of God to us. Historically, Christianity claimed to be and was received as revealed truth, not truth discovered via human insight or ingenuity. Paul begins his epistle to the Romans with these words, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Romans chapter 1 verse 1. What does the phrase gospel of God mean? Does the word of indicate possession, or does it mean simply about? Is Paul saying that the gospel is something about God, or something from God? Historic Christianity would consider this question an exercise in the fallacy of the false dilemma, or the either-or fallacy. Classical Christianity would say that the gospel is a message that is both about God and from God. At the same time, the Church has always recognized that the Bible was not written by the finger of God. God did not write a book, have it published by the Celestial Publishing Company, and then drop it to earth by parachute. The Church has always acknowledged that the Scriptures were composed and written by human authors. The burning issue today is this. Were these human authors writing their own unaided opinions and insights? Or were they uniquely endowed as agents of revelation, writing under the inspiration and superintendence of God? If we say that the Bible is a product of only human opinion and insight, we can still speak about biblical theology in the sense that the Bible contains human teaching about God, but we can no longer speak about biblical revelation.
If God is the ultimate author of the Bible, we can speak of both biblical revelation and biblical theology. If man is the ultimate author, then we are restricted to speaking about biblical theology or theologies. If that is the case, we could justly regard biblical theology as a subdivision of religion, as one aspect of human studies about God. The Study of History A second way we study theology is historically. Historical theology does involve a study of what people who are not inspired agents of revelation teach about God. We examine historical councils, creeds, and writings of theologians such as Augustine, Thomas Aquinas, Martin Luther, John Calvin, Karl Barth, and others. We study various theological traditions to learn how each one understood the content of this.